Welcome to the Channel for Grace Uncut podcast. This is a deep dive into my life, my stories, my experiences, the things that I love to talk about, the things that inspire me, and my thoughts and observations about the world. This is a podcast where you'll mostly find me sharing myself uncensored, but where you will also meet amazing guests and hear about topics that will inspire you to keep learning, to keep searching for your truth, and to guide you to be unapologetically you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited today to have Marissa here from Star Seated. I just recently met Marissa at her Earth Day event in Sedona, which was amazing. It was so powerful and so beautiful. I felt so drawn to her energy and the the love that she gave for this event. I was so inspired to have her on the podcast. So Marissa is an intuitive healer and meditation guide offering assistance in stepping into authenticity, discovering purpose, and facilitating a connection to the divine. As a cosmic bridge for New Earth, Marissa is dedicated to utilizing her divine gifts to activate the divine gifts in all. Through her practice, she has turned her intuition and opened her channels to receive messages from the divine. And she has the ability to channel the alchemy needed for one's ascension. So welcome in, Marissa. Thank you so much for being here. How are you doing? Uh, I am just fabulous. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I would love for you to tell us, because my community, we, you know, we're Channel for Grace over here, um, and I love exposing all of my peeps to new teachers and um, <clears throat> new uh, energies out there. So I would love for you to share a little bit about yourself and, and what you do. Mm, of course. So I love this question because I answer it differently every time because we are always in flux and always changing. Um, but what I love to do is I love to just hold sacred space for, um, for people to have the allowance to be themselves. We live in such a culture that uh, like pushes conformity. And, um, and that, for me, I really think collective ascension comes when we all embrace our individuality, our unique gifts, and facilitating spaces for people just to like step up and be like, hey, like, I have a beautiful song, I can share it, like Jai does. Um, disclaimer, she has an amazing voice. Um, not disclaimer, inside, inside tip. Um, and, you know, just creating those spaces of unconditional love. I think it's, it's, it's the brutal truth of life on earth is majority of the beings on earth don't even have a taste of unconditional love and that breaks my heart so i really love to facilitate spaces um to for people to just let their walls down and to see one another and to to say like hey you're safe to be you are safe to be you like let's transcend judgment into unconditional love one one safe space at a time i love that yeah and i have found my way into you know my path for a similar reason is that i feel like all of us grow up and we have 
whatever happens to us in our childhood some of us have like really uh, intense and kind of emotionally or, or even physically uh, abusive childhoods and we come out of that um for me it come out of that feeling um like I wanted to know the truth about things and really not understanding true love, like you said, <laughs> not really mm -hmm. having an experience of actual love, you know, within. And um, I completely understand. And I also work with people who are looking for that. So it's so beautiful to see someone else that's also wanting, you know, to bring more of that into the world. I would love to know like your story, like how did you, you know, come to find your path and what is your, your path? How would you describe your, your spiritual path? If, if it's, if that's how you define it. Oh, it's a wonderful question. Yeah. I mean, I think the spiritual path just like unfolds itself for you. If you're willing to listen and pause and see it. Um, so I was introduced to yoga in high school. Um, I went to a very, uh, I was very different in high school, like many star seeds are. And I like very much retreated um, to myself and I found music. Um, music was my solace. It was my way of connecting. And, you know, in hindsight, when looking back at it, you know, I would just have these songs flow through me day and night. And it was really the beginning of channeling, of, of, of allowing my authentic self to be seen and heard through my voice and my music. Um, and, you know, really going inward in those transformative times of high school, I really found, um, I really allowed myself to find myself without knowing that I was finding myself, <laughs> which I think is, which I think is really important. I think like on the spiritual path and the healing journey, we put pressure on to finding the self, but you know, when we put pressure on anything, it creates um, dissonance or density and it, and it becomes harder. So when we follow that excitement and when we follow the solaces and we find those outlets of expression, that's when we really find the self. It's, it's through the excitement always. So, or the like, you know, I don't want to hang out with all these high school kids. Um, <laughs> so... Um, so in high school, like music really, I think in hindsight, again, you know, I wasn't like intentionally like 14 years old, like with my guitar being like, I am channeling divine music. Um, no, I just like, you know, music was coming out of me and um, effortlessly. So in hindsight, I see it as a beginning of, of allowing my creative life force and channeling to, to begin. Um and then, um, and then in college, I, you know, as one does, I started, you know, playing around with, with what the spiritual community calls plant medicine. Um, I read Terrence McKenna's Food of the Gods, My Life Changed, and um, I made it morning glory extract. Um, and that was fun. Um, I do not recommend kids do not try this at home. Um, you know, follow your own discernment. Um, but I was like, very determined to have my first um, hallucinate, like hallucinogenic experience um, from something that I made from like my own essence. Um, so I made that, and then like once once you tap into, you know, I think plant medicine is a 
wonderful. It's not for everyone, and I don't recommend it for everyone. Um, and I don't recommend taking it all the time. I, re I recommend taking it once and just opening that quarter of the mind and and learning how to like guide the consciousness deeper into those corridors. I think that's what plant medicine does and hypnosis too, or um, trance or TM or breath work or any of these tools. They're opening different corridors of perception. So um, that helped me my little LSA or morning glory, like really like heightened my vision. Like my vision really came online after that experience. Um, and then I mean, I could go on and on of like the little breadcrumbs that got me where I am, but ultimately it was following the excitement, reading and finding teachers that resonated with me, Alan Watts, Terrence McKenna, Ram Das. you know, those were like the, the three that really spoke to me in the beginning. And then, and then once like then you go down the the then you get into channeled material like Bashar, Wendy Kennedy, Tom Kenyon, and then that's how I like traverse into this cosmic realm of um ex of the human experience. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you know, and I and it is. It's like a you were like describing this like rabbit hole experience that I think a lot of us have <laughs> when we start diving into these different you know these new things and. It kind of was like that for me too. Um, I started with yoga as well. Um, and my it's funny because I, I know that you're also a projector in human design. And there's something about being a projector that it, you naturally want to see the bigger picture of everything. And you, and you want to understand how everything works. And it's natural for us to want to do that, but not everyone is like that. So I, I, when I was little, like my whole life growing up, I was someone who was always like looking for more information or someone who like needed to understand things. Um, and it, there's a lot of compassion too, I think that comes from, from this human design because we have so many open centers so we can feel everyone like so intensely and that's this is something that my it's like a, a an entire lifelong right because it never really changes it's like a lifelong thing to learn to understand like what is mine and what is not mine because because so the sensitivity is so strong that you know you could be in a room full of people and 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 this is the reason why like when i was at your event i was like ah oh, this is a good one you know mm -hmm. and i and i had, and i often don't really go to events where there's like a lot of people because i will feel like i'm going crazy inside and like i need my little time off to like retreat like because i also have caves selective in my design so i tend to want to hide and i need a lot of time to like retreat and like recuperate because it's like it just feels like a whirlwind sometimes so when you know from from the moment that i was growing up um i've always wanted to to, to learn something new and it wasn't until i officially chose within myself that i wanted something to change like big time that i i moved to from california see i was born in argentina but I, so I'm from Argentina, but I came to the US to California when I was like seven. And so I kind of pretty much grew up in California in, in the Los Angeles area. When I turned, I think it was 23, I was like, I have to get out of here. <laughs> I was like, I have to go. Like, I, I, it's time to go. I just felt it. So I moved to um, Boulder, Colorado. 
And that's mm. when I like that's when it started for me, the rabbit hole. It started with yoga and then it and then I I've met people who were into like plant medicine. And so I started going to plant medicine ceremonies, ended up literally almost like basically married to um a Native American man. And we would run ceremonies together. And that's where I learned all the peyote songs and the medicine songs that I sing mm. that have continued to be with me you know, in my path, even after the, the, the ending of that relationship. So, and, and now I've gotten after that, I've gotten into like astrology and then starseed stuff. And it just seems, it just goes deeper. It's almost seems like it's a never ending, like abyss or like well of information. That's what's the best part about it is, it's like, you're, you're just, and like, once you come to the surrenderance of that, I think that's really, really important. It's like, is letting go of the needing to know because the needing to know can get frustrating and we can get in our heads and out of our hearts. But I love that sister. And I love that you felt the call to Colorado because Colorado is so magical. And I'm so happy to hear the story behind your songs because the they were so moving. And hmm. um, yeah, and you know, I think, you know, these, these different like astrology or human designs, they're just like breadcrumbs of just like, kind of like figuring out how the, like the shapes of the puzzle pieces that make us, us. And I think, I think projectors too kind of get thrown in the fire with energy work. Like, like the world is overwhelming if you don't know how to cleanse your energy or like protect, protect your energy. And you know, that was something for me too. Like when I like went to my first year, I was like, oh my God, like I feel everyone's energy. Um, <laughs> and I was like, what is this? And like that blueprint is like really encoded in the spaces that I, uh, that I, um, that I create because I want that feeling of liberation leaving, not the feeling of like, whoa, like I feel like, like, so much you know what i mean mm -hmm. so um and you know every space is is totally co-created by those who join and you know right. every space is different but i totally feel you like whenever like that's why i haven't done any like any plant medicine because i'm like i in like in a ceremony um because i'm just like i am far too sensitive um but that's just me lead, to lead a to lead a plant ceremony no, to, to go to one. In a while? I, I haven't been to, I've never done ayahuasca. I've never done combo. I've never, I've never really, I've, I only do it in like solitude. You kind of do your, your individual journey. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and it's true. It's like, um, it is not for everyone. And you know what? And the other thing too. So it's like, I, I did, I did so many, um, peyote ceremonies um that w during that time and i was with that with um uh my ex for it was like five years and you know i mean it was it, it was so much it was so much but it was like a this sort of crash course for me and this is kind of interesting because it leads to another question that i have but it was like a crash course where the way that i am i dive into things so deeply and I learned, I learned everything that I can about it. Like I, I go to every, like to the depths of the depths of whatever is, is around me. And that is because of all the undefined centers, because I, I just like, I can just go there. Like, cause when you have undefined centers, you're like, you, you're more flexible 
you know, you're not like Mm. more, the more defined centers you have, the more solid you are as a person and the more like stable you are. But the more undefined centers you have, the more like you're like, um, like a leaf in the wind and you can absorb everything, you know? So part of my experience with learning about plant medicine and during that time, I also did, um, I, uh, uh, ceremonies as well, but those didn't resonate with me as much as the the peyote ceremonies. They're very different. It's like the grandmother medicine um, and the peyote is like the grandfather medicine. And so it's like a very, the ayah is a very feminine, very yin, like it'll take you deep, you know, and it's the one where you may have, although I've had a lot of like visuals with the, the, um, the grandfather medicine, it hasn't been um uh they haven't been as strong as when you're in an aya uh kind of journey because that really takes you into your third eye i think um and so there's just and so that was too deep for me at that time but lately actually lately i have been feeling you know like not a called but feeling like i need some kind of and I haven't done an, and I haven't gone to a ceremony in a long time. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> but um, it definitely feels like um, in it, it's not for everyone for sure. And when I went into it, it was because of who I was and what I was looking for that I dove right in. But you have mm. to, one thing I was going to say is you have to really be ready to dive deep into those kind of things because it's not a, it's not just for fun. You know, it's not about getting high, like not like that's like the lot that should be the last thing on your mind. What should be on your mind is what do you what are you looking for? Like, what do you want? Mm. So that's that's where that's the where the question comes is what what when was it? When did you feel that um, something had that you had actually maybe found something in your life that you connected to that was the one thing that you felt, wow, this is really where I feel this embodies a lot of who I am. Oh, wow. That's a really good question. Um, hmm. <laughs> I know it's a big one. <laughs> yeah. I think the first thing that comes to mind is, um, just this concept of multidimensionality and this concept of, of like, you know, we have lived, I believe this is my, my belief, um, take what resonates, leave the rest as always. Um, but I believe we've, we've lived many, many lifetimes, um, and, you know, we can tap into any of those incarnations just by tuning our awareness and kind of like the mind, like unlocking that corridor, like we could do that same with um, different incarnations. And I think that multidimensionality is like allowing the self to be so fluid, to, to pull in the wisdom from different incarnations and to be like, to be able to shape shift in, 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 a, in an adaptable way, like, you know, who said it, Darwin, like, you know, adaptability, survival of the fittest. Um, I always joke because I don't necessarily um, agree with Darwinism, but I do like that part. Um, like adaptability is so key for Earth because there is so much here and like, 
if we're stuck in our ways, like if we're stuck in this box, whether it's societal pressure or the pressure from our parents, we get confined instead of like liberating the self into experiencing all experiencing the the multitude of um, consciousness within and without. So I think this like idea of multiple lifetimes um, and the ability to kind of like, at, like you know the <laughs> that's that's what yeah I could go on and on but like <laughs> there's some there's something about like having um, wisdom and knowledge of the different archetypes in in mythology or like in these stories that have stand the test of time and like applying to your life like there's this one time recently um uh, I like walked barefoot down to the beach this is a perfect example of like use your own discernment for everything um you know I was like walking down on the rock and like connecting to the earth and totally burned my feet so bad so bad (laughs) it was so painful and on the way back instead of just being like so in pain I just like went to the remembrance of like having to walk on fire for like my village or you know I just I like painted a story to which like helped me alchemize that moment to like set into an archetype to give me the strength to move through whatever I was moving through and then all of a sudden the pain felt good because there was a purpose to it and yes like the like that was just a way for me to alchemizing the moment but that idea of multidimensionality of like shifting the perspective to alchemize a certain situation to embody strength or embody a, a, a characteristic to which you're calling into your life or, you know, so multidimensionality, and that- which isn't like a huge, you know, thing, uh, it's, but a huge, it's-, it's a huge topic, but it's like, to me, it's like the most natural thing. And what the the process that you just described is like, I mean, honestly, it's just like powerful. It's medicine. It's like medicine work. It's like, like shamanism, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's what shamanism is. And that's what like working with um, your, uh, any kind of um, emotion that comes through you that might feel like this is too much. I can't handle this. Oh my God. And instead of dropping into any kind of limiting belief about yourself, or you could, you could have been like, Oh, I'm so stupid, blah, blah, blah. You know, like you could have gone down that route and, and felt shame and all that stuff. But instead it's like you alchemized, you know, the energy and you literally used it. Like you shifted the frequency so that it became something that was actually giving you energy and like giving you purpose versus going down the other rabbit hole, which is the worst thing you can do because when you're, when you don't, it's about like um, loving yourself. And I, and, and unfortunately, like we grow up not really being taught. I mean, some of us are taught, but most of us in this world that aren't really given the tools to really love ourselves and take care of ourselves and, um, understanding that you are an, a spiritual being having a human experience, you're an energetic being, and energy is a real thing that can be manipulated, unfortunately, both for good and bad. So it's so important to become conscious of the energy work. And I think that's really where we're going. This is another really good segue into talking about the starseed energy, because when I found, when I discovered you, 
it was on Instagram and I kind of shared a little bit um, the, this past weekend that I had left Instagram for a long time because I, it was like a cleansing. I, I deleted everything and all this stuff. Um, for six months, I was off social media and then something happened and, and it was like time to come back. And so now I'm back and I feel really good about it. So, so this is why I always follow my intuition. And I never, like you just described, I never, I'm never hard on myself for stuff or I try not to be like, and when those thoughts come up, I do my best to um, really uh, like alchemize them. Um, but when I discovered you, I, the reason was because I had gone through a process myself where I had dove into the topic of astrology very deeply. I literally felt, I learned astrology so fast that to me, the only answer that came through was like, I've done this before and I'm just remembering it. Like, I don't, this is not new information to me. Like, cause, cause it just like, it just all clicked like, do, 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 do. <laughs> just like, yep. boom, it's downloaded, you know? And so, but then something happened where I discovered the fixed stars in the chart and something just like, you know, like woke up for me and I started to dive into, I did this training um, about, you know, starseed um, energy and I wanted to know more about it. And when I discovered more about it and I looked at, you know, what connections I have with starseed families and um, my own chart and then also what starseed families just naturally, I feel more connected to regardless of whether I have a marking on my chart or not. Um, it was such a powerful, um, how can I describe it? It felt like a homecoming. So I would, I would love to know what your, cause the, this is something that I feel like you are, you're all about, you know, like the, the star seed stuff, the light language. I would love for you to describe what was your experience of discovering like star seed families? Mm. Oh, what a beautiful question. And I love, and I also like just commend you for take like listening to yourself and taking the social media break. I think it's so important. Um, we're not made to take in all that information all the time. It's a lie. So, so it's like all stories with Marissa. It's a rabbit hole. Um, so my partner um, showed me Bashar many, many moons ago. And I was like, this, that Paul Inka's cousin is channeling aliens. I'm like, what is this? And I'm the type of person that like, I got to see it. I got to experience it for myself before I'm like, I'm a three, five in human design. So I learn by doing, I, by doing. Um, so so Bashar, I was like, I don't know, he's a little abrasive. Like my my like feminine was like, I don't like to be preached to. And he has like a very like Bashar now. I I absolutely love Bashar and <laughs> love Bashar. Uh we've we've come full circle. But at first I was like, I don't like to be preached to. And like I totally rejected it. Um and you know, through synchronicities, my partner and I set off to do a camping trip in upstate New York, um, where I'm originally from. I'm originally from um, New York City, Brooklyn area. Um, and we took a weekend trip and we ended up on this, we were doing like 
it's called tenter and it's like it's basically glamping because we don't have any camping gear in the city so we go to somewhere there's tent pitched and like there's a fire and it's, um so we just found this spot and we show up and it just happens to be that they're doing a ce5 event that night and or the next night whatever um <laughs> and I mean, the odds of, of just stumbling across a CE5 event is is pretty much zero. Um, what is, <laughs> for those people that don't know what a CE5 event, what is that? So CE5 is human-initiated contact with extraterrestrials using coherent thought and meditation to send a beacon or a light to the cosmos um, as a call to communicate. Got it. Uh, That's what we did at your event. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and it's super cool and you got to experience it for yourself and, you know, um, and you can do it at home just by meditating and making the call, but it, that you have the same wave, wavelength sending that call, the stronger the call. So um, we ended up with land and this woman is a channel and end up doing the CE5 because like, if it was like my event and like these two kids were coming and camping, I wouldn't really invite them either. So they didn't invite us, but the channel was like, she channels a being called on his name is Zazar. And she was like, Zazar wants to talk to you. I'm like, what's going on here? Like who's Zazar? Like, who are you? Like, and they're just like the most like regal, they're like 70 years old, but like, look, they're, they're shining yeah. and they're wearing like lapis lazuli all over. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God, you are like what I want to be. Um, so mystical, so magical, these like beautiful witchy women in upstate New York. Um, and so we sat and the channel came through and the frequency that from this, from this being that she was channeling, my goodness, like, I guess the only way I could describe it to make it simple, like it felt like a Kundalini awakening, like just like I felt all of the energy within my body just be like, mm -hmm. like you were like just understanding the intricacies of my frequency and my chakra system and like all of it and I was like oh my god this is what like whoa being at like a high frequency high uh, perfect alignment mm -hmm. feels like mm -hmm. that's kind of like how I can describe it super tingly like otherworldly I felt like I was tripping balls um <laughs> and um and i was like okay there's something to this because like you can't deny feeling you, you know you know um and then i was like okay what is this galactic stuff let's let bring bashar back like let's rewind the tape and then i was just like i get it like i never understood why i was on earth I didn't see the purpose. Like I had my first existential crisis when I was like four years old. They're like, what is the purpose of it all? Um, <laughs> and my parents were like, I don't know what to do with this kid. Um, <laughs> I'm talking to hawks and they're like, I don't, what did we give birth to? Um, and so once I felt the starseed resonance, it just clicked. And like, I don't really know 
how to really describe it other than like once it came into my awareness, it just felt right. It just resonated. And I just started connecting to the stars, reading material. Tom Kenyon has been one of my favorite um, resources, Wendy Kennedy to Lisa Royale. And, and then you just go down the rabbit hole and, um, and you see where it leads you. And it has led me to this now moment talking to you. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love Tom Kenyon. Um, He has amazing um, channel divine music uh, and he channels the Hawthors. Yeah, it's like, like, uh, like melts, you know, it's like melting. Yeah, it's super powerful. And I have been diving also deeper into, you know, uh, different kinds of people that do channeling. And I and I had a similar experience where I felt very much at first it was kind of like what is going on and then eventually it was like i'm all about it <laughs> you know <laughs> like i mean i'm right there you know all of a sudden i'm like all right i guess you know you just surrender and what do you surrender is th- th- those like belief systems that tell you this is not real this is fake blah 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 you know and you start to have an experience of it so it's when i started to have an actual experience of it that's when I start to be like, okay, this is real. When I feel it, like in every cell of my body, like when I, when I just, my body just vibrates and, um, and it, and that's how I know that like either there is channeling or I'm connecting to something high vibrational. Like I understand now what, what's the difference. You know, I, I know what it feels like to be like tuned, like Abraham says, tuned in, tapped in, turned on. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I know what it feels like. And so that's how that's my gauge now. Like I don't think my way, although I am I'm I have a lot of Gemini in my chart. I'm curious as to know what your what your astrology is, but I have a lot of Gemini in my chart. I'm a Gemini sun, Gemini rising. Um, and I have like North Known Gemini, Chiron in Gemini, Venus in Gemini, and they're all in this crazy stellium in my twelfth house, which explains When's that. the book coming? <laughs> that oh my god oh my god well i totally just got called out (laughs) i love it um but you know so like i understand the 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 logical way of like i'm very logical like you know but Mm -hmm. i also have i've realized that the true wisdom that comes through these starseed energies is like through my body and and mm-hmm. I and I resist it. I I totally resist it because I'm such a mind person. But I also have like a, the reason for that. Also, is because I'm really getting into human design, which has been like I'm. I can't stop talking about it. But it's because I have a defined ajna and a defined throat, and that's it. So the throat is about speaking, and the throat channels whatever it's connected to, if it's defined. And mine is defined because it's connected to my ajna, which means that I actually can say what I think, whereas a lot of people say what they feel or say what they're mm. feeling in their body. Like for, it's, it's so I'm so mine. I'm like, I'm like but I've learned lately that the mind, which the the first law of um, hermetic alchemy is the all is mind. Like everything is mind and the universe is mind the the cosmos is mind god is mind and so when we realize that because we think because we have the capacity to be conscious beings or we are conscious beings that that is the part of us that connects us to our divinity and i've recently realized i'm like 
oh my God, like there's just something there that I know I'm discovering more about myself with my design that shows that it's I'm, I'm supposed to channel literally the thoughts. And so if I can tap into the frequencies that come in from these higher beings, that they will just directly come through. So we were talking, we were, we were like going into light language and that's the, that's the next thing where I'm, I'm still, I'm not, I'm not, re, I think I am resistant, a little bit resistant to it. I'm just like shy about it, you know? Um, mm -hmm. but, um, I, I guess just kind of to jump into that topic is tell us a little bit more about light language. Cause I feel like that's something that's coming through. And I, and, and honestly, I write song. I'm also, I play my, I play guitar too, and I write my own songs and I feel like that might be my mode of light language, but I don't really mm -hmm. know much about totally. it. Why don't you tell us about it? <laughs> oh my God. I love, I love light language. Um, I mean, my beginning of light language was tones. I think, I mean, Con Tom Kenyon, he, he, he was probably like my first introduction into light language without knowing it was light language. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the fundamental, like, in all religions and in all cultures, we've used tones and sounds to connect to the divine as to be that bridge, as to be that way of remembering and connecting and to feeling divine source energy through us. And that's because song activates the heart chamber, the, the resonance. You feel the reverberation within your being. Mm -hmm. And it just, it reminds you of home. It reminds you of the cosmos. It reminds you of being weightless, surrounded by oscillating particles in the, in the center of the Milky Way. <laughs> um, there's passion here um and so light language light language is the bridge from like the way i look at light language is it's the bridge from communicating from the mind and communicating from the heart um i believe we all remember telepathy we've all lived lifetimes where we have been just telepathic um i mean we're telepathic in are, I mean, this is up for debate, but you could say you're telepathic in the womb. Um, oh, totally. Yeah. So we all have telepathy, but as we go through life, we are, as our minds get activated and our brains grow and we're fed information and we go to school and we're do this, we, we go to the, to, to the brain to communicate. Um, and light language is a way of just letting the walls fall and communicating straight to the heart um mm -hmm. and just like and it's and it's that bridge between music channeling um and for me it's just liberated like you know i i went to school for music and was like taught how to do these things and like light language just broke down all those barriers like no you're gonna you're gonna be that there's medicine and dissonance and there's medicine in harmony and there's medicine in playing with both and how it manifests. Um, and so light language is really the way for us to remember how to communicate through the heart space for us to, to really just lean in to feeling instead of thinking. Um, and there's different ways of looking at light language. Like, are you channeling an intergalactic race from the Orion star system? Maybe. Is everyone? No. Um, a lot of it is like liberating your inner child and just like having fun with frequency and feeling the difference between or you know, like these different dialects. You can feel just 
it gets you out of the mind and into feeling frequency. And that's why I think it's such a powerful modality and tool as we're coming into this new age or whatever you want to call it. Time is not linear. It is here. We are evolving always. Um, But this helps us tap into a more evolved way of communicating, Um, transcending the like calculated thought um, and moving into just fluidity of unconditional love and communication in that space. That is so beautiful. I, I love the way that you just described that. Yeah, I, I can feel it. I can definitely feel there have been many moments where I, I mean, it's, it's when I, when I sing, um, and when I sing my, the songs that I've written, where I that's I, that's like really my main form of channeling because I, I often hear um, that people people comment on my stuff and it's not like uh, I'm not any kind of like what you would consider someone who would feel comfortable being some kind of a famous singer you know like even though that I've always looked up at people that have a lot of followers and stuff with their music and I and it's been like oh that would be so cool but it but I never feel comfortable with it at all um Mm. and so I just obviously have been just doing my own thing you know and feet and just like the song songs often come through me very easily and very uh quickly the words and or I'll there'll be a tune. I don't know how I don't know how it happens. I really don't know how to describe it. But some all of a sudden there's a song, and um, when I sing the song with the feeling that of when I created it, when I'm like tapping into the energy of the frequency of the message of the song, people receive that, and it's almost like that's the they receive healing just through me singing. Mm. So. And it's always been this way ever since I I started to allow myself to sing <laughs> with my own thing because I also like when I was little my mom they noticed I had like a a, a singing voice that could be coached into becoming something really strong and powerful so they started taking me to singing lessons and you know music lessons too and stuff like that um, but I was so shy um, that it was really hard for me to like perform. It was really hard to perform in front of people. Like I would get so nervous um, and it wouldn't come out the way that it would come out. Like when I was singing in the shower, you know, where I was just like, ah, you know, and like there was nothing that was in the way of whatever was coming out to come out. And now I've found how to do that, like naturally and, and enjoy the process and let go of anything else in the way that can get in the way of that, like just be you and like just let it out you know and mm. I think that what you described about light language I've experienced that when I sing my songs and what I feel that you're saying is that it is a, a it's freedom it's like mm-hmm. it frees you from mm-hmm. all, any kind of constraint it like it's expanding it's opening and it's freeing mm-hmm. 100% everything that you just said resonated so much absolutely yeah, song and tone and expression can't be can't be put in into into a a scale. I mean, it can. It sounds it might it might sound like easier for the brain to comprehend, but you know, true true music is like playing. Like, do you know Philip Glass? No. What's what is that Ooh. name, Philip? 
Philip Glass. I mean, he Glass. just, he's very avant-garde. He's done a lot of film scoring, but he really works with dissonance. And, you know, it, the, and I love talking about this so much, but because um, we think like we're just, harmony is, is, is the medicine always, but dissonance really creates like friction. It's like triggers, like, you know, the friction and the disharmony creates the pathway to harmony and it's just as medicinal yes (laughs) yes one of the things is so funny because in my i teach a nine-week program called the moon goddess training and it's in the, the ancient atlantean path and each week we go into we go through the temples and we learn like the laws of the universe we learned the nine dimensions we learned sacred geometry and how sacred geometry is connected to astrology and the significance of the shape like how many nodes does it have how many lines like what is the meaning of the shape what element is it connected to like we are these things like can you allow yourself to like feel that you are these things you're made up of these things right so like to have an experience of all of it so you can really understand who you really are and what and why you're here individually but also why we're here collectively and one of you know you just reminded me of like one of the biggest topics that we talk about is like the the polarity the law of polarity which says that like there's always darkness and there's always light and they're in they're the same (laughs) like they're the same you know so like that that dissonance and the harmony are like the same and it's just one is farther away from the center but they're on the same the same line like the same kind of frequency Mm -hmm. so to understand the dissonance or the darkness is to understand your your light or your harmony and so i 100% like understand completely what you're what you're describing there i i'm going to look this guy up because i'm i'm super curious now to find out more yeah. about <laughs> yeah yeah and are you familiar with cymatics mm if cymatics is gonna is gonna be a whole portal for you sis so cymatics is the sacred geometry of sound um and so when something's in harmony it makes beautiful sacred geometry and when something's in dissonance the particle is are trying to find a harmonic shape so it's in the dissonance where we find our own shapes (laughs) yes yes i love that it's like it's just like the triggers yeah, it's just like our triggers are our teachers, uh, and they, they are just pathways to alchemy and to find more of the stuff. Wow, you gave me such a powerful visual just now. That was amazing. Cool. Awesome. I love this. Um, so I, w- I want to ask one more question before we wrap it up. Um, and it is, I, I watched a video where you were talking about... Um, that Taurus season was connected to the Pleiades and we're about to have a new moon solar eclipse in Taurus. So we are, we are making, so this is, I just like, I can't even just. I'm with you, sis. <laughs> going on right now. But so the, so this eclipse, I've, you know, I'm studying into it. I know that everything that's happening in this eclipse, there's a lot of changes coming up. There's a lot of like, um the the shifting of um our lives and if you're really like following you know the the path or you know towards your evolution that through these through this eclipse season you're going to really 
like change and transform yourself in ways that like you can't even imagine and to me this is part of that because it's it's about who you're who you're connecting to during this time who are you making you know uh, connections to and so this is part of that for me and so i'm just like this is amazing for me so such so synchronistic and so beautiful but i want to hear your perspective about why the taurus is connected to the pleiades and then also what's what is your um interpretation of this eclipse season that is coming up oh all right let's go um so the pleiades star cluster is in the sign of taurus so when the sun is in taurus which it is in taurus season and on the new moon will be um and it's like full alignment um the energy, the starlight, the sun can be almost like a magnifier of energy. So we can tap into Pleiadian energy um, more deeply during during this time. And the Pleiadian energy um, for me and what I've experienced with tapping into the Pleiadian energy is it's deeply, deeply feminine, deeply grounded. Um, and Barbara Hanclaw and... Um, other writers um, and channelers have talked about how, and the Mayans um, have talked about our relationship with the Pleiades um, on earth for so long. So I think it's really interesting how the Pleiades star cluster has manifested in our most grounded astrological sign. Um, so for me, the way I kind of extrapolate that information is that it's maybe one of the easier star um, systems and star beings to tap into because their energy is so encoded in earth's um, ancestors and and channeling and medicine and prayer um, because it's all quantum and the more um, it is rooted in history and ancestry the easier it is for us to tap into and if the mayans you know really really worked with the pleiades um I believe their calendar uh, is associated with uh, the star, the the six sisters revolving around Al Alcyon, which is the the main star in the cluster. So they really were tuned into Pleiades. You're gonna have to fact check me on that. Um, always, always check many, many different resources on this type of information, young star seeds. That was uh, really uh, powerful. Yeah, I feel. Um, that. Yeah, and you know, um, the ancients believed that the Lemurians were seeded from Pleiades, and the way I've experienced Lemurian energy is very telepathic, mm -hmm. very fluid. Like the way I've seen them, um, I've guided a few Lemurian um, past life regressions and activations, and the way I see these beings, um, it's just it's it it's so beautiful. Um, I'll just like see it a, a a visual for those who are willing to receive of this my experience with Pleiadians is just these like liquid blue icy beings that just like just slightly hover over the surface and just dance just like they move so eloquently and um every movement is just so fluid and feminine and dancing and I've always seen like their light being woven with their movement 
Um, and that's kind of how I've experienced um, Lemurian remembrance and Pleiadian remembrance. Um, so my recommendation for this new moon and to um, connect to Pleiadian energy is to connect to how you can weave light through your hands, through your body, how you can invite more fluidity in your being and the way you move. Um, and Taurus is all about, you know, being in touch with the the body and it's ruled by Venus, which is the divine feminine. Um, so it all kind of clicks for me, but um, that, those are some seeds to find what clicks for you. I love that. Beautiful. Um, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> we're saying about, um, I, I resonate with that vision too. Matthias talks a lot about how the Lemurians were basically these blue beings. They were called the blue mm. beings and they were very, very sensitive, energetically sensitive. And so they would um, stay away. They would live on the islands, right? So like Easter Island and things like that. So they, they would live away from kind of the rest of the humanity on earth during the time that they were here physically um, as beings. Be and they probably, they, they probably, they still are somewhere, <laughs> but you know, when they were when they were here and it was like known you know that they were here because they stayed away because they were so sensitive they needed some kind of like protection against the intense dense you know emotions and all that stuff of like regular human beings <laughs> mm -hmm. um but that totally resonates with me and also the experiences that i've had with uh pleiadian frequency just like you you mentioned barbara Hanclout, there's also barbara marciniak yep and um this light like just lightness you know that that's how it feels it feels light it does feel like it's floating it like it's mm -hmm. tapping into that frequency is just like pure joy so mm -hmm. yeah i totally resonate and i love that that description um that that you gave us um i would like to ask you just one last question and then I, and then I, I would love for you to share how people can find you and work with you if they're interested if they're drawn um and the question is, you asked us this question and I want you to, I want to ask it of you here so everyone can, can hear. Um, what is your uh, vision of uh, the new earth? Mm, I love this question. Uh, my vision is just the full allowance for all beings to feel safe, to be seen and loved and to live the life that they choose and to be free. And I envision all of the oceans clean, all of Gaia just thriving in her natural state, all beings living harmoniously within and without, and just more play, more fun, more joy, more love. Um, that's, that's my vision, anchoring it in. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, thank you. I just wanted that to go out. <laughs> to yes. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. If someone does want to work with you, how uh, how do they find you? What are your socials? All that good stuff. All righty. Well, I am star.seated on the Instagram. Um, I have a weekly meditation group where uh, star seeds all over the globe meet in uh, on Zoom in live time and we meditate. Sometimes we go to Lemuria. Sometimes we connect with Merlin. Sometimes we just uh clean our channels um but 
it's a really, really powerful space and you get access to like over 80 meditations um, in my patron community. Um, and I also have a one-on-one starseed mentorship where I guide um, beings through hypnosis um, to remember their different incarnations so they can embody them and have them as a toolkit for alchemy and um, ascension. Beautiful. Um, well, thank you so much for being here today, for joining me on this very auspicious day, because today is also this powerful conjunction that we're recording mm. this with the moon and Venus and, and Neptune and Jupiter and Mars. They're all in Pisces. It's just crazy thing going on. And I and I feel like it's all it's all meant to be and it's all magical. And um, I look forward to, you know, staying connected and um, I wish you luck on all of your beautiful journeys that you're you're going on and um, hopefully we can have you back sometime on the podcast so for everyone that's watching um, thank you guys so much for or listening thank you guys for listening and um, we'll see you again next time Thank you so much for listening to the Channel for Grace Uncut podcast. If you loved this episode and this podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. You can find me on MeWe and YouTube as at Channel for Grace, and you can discover a world of amazing offerings on my website. If you want to learn astrology, if you want to learn about what it means to discover your inner sacred feminine, if you're curious about how the current astrology is affecting you, if you want a private astrology reading, compatibility or tarot oracle readings, and if you're looking for sweet handmade zodiac themed jewelry and other designs, go to my website www.channelforgrace.guru. I will see you again on our next episode. Mm-hmm.